Hello, I'm the Mind Over Movie <laughs> Critic. I'm Isaac. I'm Casey. And we, we remember, remember it so you don't, don't have to. to. Yeah, now that our video is popping the fuck off, we're about to open up Channel Awesome 2. Yep. It's going to be great. Linkara is coming back. Nostalgia Critic, you've yes. got the works. Yes, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall Part 2 video will yes. be our next essay. We uh, were thinking we could do the dark side of the critic, really yeah. lay into that album mm-hmm. and, and parody the hell out of it. Yeah, because it's so damn popular and it and it should feel bad for being popular, I think. Casey, being, uh, being now popular yourself, <laughs> having, <laughs> <laughs> having just made maybe the world's sexiest weezer cover band I know. <laughs> video essay uh all, all films are political how do you how do you feel i you know as the great leonardo dicaprio in uh, titanic he said i'm on top of the world i thought he said i'm the king of the world i he <laughs> he most certainly did does he say both no <laughs> <laughs> I tried to give you some credit there. I, uh, no, I fucked the way out, <laughs> dude. No, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome that it's gotten so many views. I'm glad people like it. Yeah, I, it was it was really fun to see this one come out because like the first video essay I was hype about. Don't get me wrong, but then uh, you let me be a little like edit monkey on this one a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I was like, oh man, I I hope people like all of the stuff and so far yeah the comments yeah seem to be mostly positive uh it's got 15 likes i think that's sometimes our view number yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like yeah but, right so i mean i i know it's like tiny clout but honestly fuck like yeah. needing larger amounts of views to like feel happy like it's it's just nice to achieve success on any kind of level and we're like yeah, yeah definitely like lower level guys doing it just for fun yeah exactly we have uh we might have some new listeners so if you're here welcome this is your first episode uh welcome aboard (laughs) the party boat yeah we're uh hopefully we're your kind of vibe well it's gonna be kind of a spoilery episode today oh yeah i mean i hope you're caught up on your television oh yeah you little punk but don't worry this is Mind Over Television Part Two. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything that we talked about in Mind Over Television Part One yeah. is coming to fruition. Yeah, damn it. Uh, it's the epic conclusion. It's the epic conclusion. Of a six-part miniseries. <laughs> if if the last episode was a to be continued, I mean, yeah. this is definitely the this underwhelming is, Part Two. That yes, like a week later. All right, what's your least favorite part two-part episode? Because I think some of the Doctor Who episodes that are two-parters suck balls. So we actually just finished what I think is one of the better two-parters. Like, literally, I think I just inhaled a hair. Uh-oh. Casey's a, a podcast dog. Is podcast dog. Uh, yeah. There's a podcast dog. Her name is Phoebe. <laughs> um, right before I came over here, though, we were watching um, the... Uh, we're on the 11th Doctor, and it's in his first season. Matt Smith? Yes, Matt Smith. Okay. And it's the, it's the first time they encounter the angels in the cave with Riversong. Oh my god! That two parter. We just like watched the second part. It's good. It's really good. There are some in Doctor Who that are they're kind of like mid or bad. Yeah. But this one was good. Like this one was really good. Like I was just thinking about that. I was like, you know, out of the two part episodes that Doctor Who has, this is this is a really solid to be like, uh, finisher, I guess, for the for the storyline. 
Yeah. I don't know if you remember that episode or not, but I, I I haven't like watched too much of Matt Smith. Like I've heard that I I've heard some mixed things about Stephen Moffat's like run mm-hmm. as the as the show's head honcho. Like that some of Matt Smith is good, and then other parts of it make the Doctor out to be the protagonist, which kind of defeats the purpose of Doctor Who in a lot of people's opinion that he's just like a traveler who happens to come across these things like putting too much importance on him mm-hmm. i think that's silly if people are just now saying that about the doctor <laughs> yeah. though because david Tennant was absolutely yeah that kind of doctor like yeah, he was, was like in every him. prophecy all of the time lords ever are feel, concerned with him you know yeah i feel like that who whatever like whatever criticism that is it doesn't the show has never demonstrated that it, it's mainly about the other people like and pretty much everything, like, the Doctor is involved. Like, the freaking Time Lords came back in Season 4. For him. Like, come on. I love that this became a Doctor Who podcast <laughs> there. I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm losing myself to this. Because I could, I could get into that. I could, I, yeah, we need to do a whole Doctor Who themed episode. I think we... I Yeah, I'll, like, rewatch some of my favorites and rewatch or or watch for the first time some newer stuff like some yeah. Capaldi shit. Yeah. Like dude. and I need to see Jody Comer's take on I know, the character. me too. Like I, I, I still haven't I stopped watching it Capaldi. And it's not that I stopped watching because I didn't like it. I just like I guess I've just committed to you other just shows. You fall off. You fall off sometimes. But show's great. Doctor Who's it's it's camp. It's a lot of camp. It can be corny sometimes, but it's it's really fun. It's just a very Fun, campy watch as of a show, and it's it's honestly got some good writing. I think for the most part, Stephen Moffat's run, I generally favor it. But let me tell you, Russell T Davies, there's nothing like the man there. He did the first four seasons. Yeah, yeah, and he's coming yeah. back. He I is, yeah. he is, yeah, for the new Doctor. Which is crazy that yeah. that after all this time, I don't know. I'm curious to see that then, and the the sex ed guy coming in and taking yeah. over the role. Uh, and speaking of. Falling off. Have yeah. you still kind of fallen off the watching movies bandwagon? You know like, have you have you really seen any of those lately? <laughs> I only I rewatched a couple. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, hey. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I rewatched Jurassic Park. Oh hell yeah! Because um, always I'm, a good time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gearing up for a for a little uh, video that has to do with Jurassic Park. What? 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 And then I uh, rewatched um, the Batman. Oh fuck! Yes. Yeah. Did you did you like it more this time, or did you find more faults in it? Because I felt like a little mix of both when I watched. Yeah, it I yeah I did too. I did a little bit. I was gonna say I was like, no, I still feel pretty much the same about it, which I do feel pretty yeah. much the same. Like it's still good. Um, but I, I did like find a couple things that I was like, ah, oh, that kind of bothers me, and then a couple other things that I was like, ah, oh, fuck, that is really good. So. Yeah, I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I think the thing that bugged me the most this time around is that uh, is that technology that all the shows and movies are using these days. The Mandalorian like set thing yeah, where they yeah. build some of the set and then some of it in the background is crazy. Like I think in the first few years we were using that technology. I was like, wow, I can't tell that this technology is being used and I can't see the points. Yeah. I think we're getting a little lazier with it or something because yeah. I can definitely tell every time they use one of those sets yeah. in the Batman. It would just like the coloration would be a little bit wilder than like yeah. the rest of the movie, I feel yeah. like, which I, I still think it's my favorite Batman movie 
like I love I'm just obsessed with where they took the character like mm-hmm. I agree with every choice on that front and like the story just feels like a wonderful like mini like run in the comics you know like yeah, I, I came yeah. to like the Dark Knight Returns where you can kind of feel where the issue ends I think I said that in our spoiler discussion but it mm-hmm. still felt like that when right. I watched it again I was like damn I love it and Paul yeah. was just great I think I, mm. I'm now on the sure-footed side yeah that he is great in that movie <laughs> he is. Like, I, I, I love when he's <laughs> losing his mind and shit yeah <laughs> Paul, I, Paul Dana's such a good actor. I, I'm glad he went full like nut nut job for that. Like Paul, Paul Dana's fucking awesome. I'm, I'm noticing him in, in movies that I had seen before, and mm. like somehow I I passed them up. Like I didn't know he was in Prisoners somehow. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it, that's crazy because they like fucking torture Paul Dana in that movie. They and do. then I also didn't remember he's in fucking Looper. Have you seen Looper yes. recently? By the way, yes. I love Looper. Yes. What the hell? Looper's great. Looper is like a really great Western time travel, mm-hmm. balls to the wall sci-fi movie. And the thing I love about it the most is it just is pretty much like, don't fucking think about it too much, you stupid little nerd. Just enjoy <laughs> the consequences of our premise. And I, yeah. I think that's fantastic because so many movies and shows waste their time at like trying to make it authentic incredible it's like it's a bullshit technology it's a bullshit idea it doesn't exist in the real world you don't have to ground it in the real world it's cool when you do sometimes like but unless your story needs realism like i'm looking at you avengers endgame like you didn't (laughs) have to get into all that bullshit i feel like yeah and the funny thing is, if you get into the bullshit, people tend to notice yep. the bullshit in your logic. Exactly. So, yeah, I love I love Jeff Daniels' line in this movie. He's like, you can't think about time travel too much. It'll fry your brain like an egg. It's like, yeah. that's exactly it. Just <laughs> leave it at the gate. Exactly. Just enjoy the fucking movie, bro. Turn your brain off. No. I, I will say the only thing about that movie that bugged me so much <laughs> that I actually went back because it was the thing I was thinking about when I took off half a star on my letterbox review and made it four and a half stars instead. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's fucking distracting prosthetics in that movie. Yeah. It is, like, sometimes it looks okay. But then anytime it's like a close-up on his face, I'm sorry, but my man's is not looking like young Bruce Willis. He's nope. looking like a mannequin or some shit. Yep. He's looking like a freak. I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It, when they were shooting that movie, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt begged Ryan Johnson to let him play both roles instead of hire Bruce Willis for the older version of him. Oh. He was like, please. He was like, we can do makeup. We got CG. CGI is great nowadays. You can do it. I, I, I really would like this challenge. Like, as an actor, I would like to, to do this. And uh, Ryan Johnson was, like, persistent, you know, to tell him, no, we can't. I'm, I understand, but no. Okay, I'm glad Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't play older Joe. Right. Um, because, one, I don't <laughs> I don't mean anything against Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't think he has the chops to be, like, old guy and young guy in the same movie. Yeah. Like, no. I, I mean, like, he's a good actor, but I don't think he's, like, that kind of yeah. actor. Yeah. And also, too, I think it's one of the rare modern Bruce Willis performances where it feels like he, like is into the character and like yeah. gives a shit like he has some great delivery in yes. this movie and looks like visibly shaken at some of the shit that he's doing like he's he says something like about joseph gordon levitt the younger version of himself being like a, a worthless 
you know, self-absorbed, yeah, like, piece yeah. of shit. And the, like, way he shouts it is just, like, so good. It brought me back to, like, yes. 90s Bruce Willis. And it, I don't know. It was just a fucking awesome movie. I, I rewatched that. I rewatched a lot because I was on vacation with my parents. And notoriously, we watched, like, a movie every night on vacation. And uh, Heck yeah. Yeah, we messed about with some Bond films. That was fun. Yeah. We did, we did like, a Goldfinger, a Connery feature. We did um roger moore uh spy who loved me and we did uh golden eye yeah with Brosnan. um and we would have done more but like the airbnb we were at had like this weird it didn't have internet but it had on demand and they had a thousand movies but they only had those thousand movies oh, so okay, you had yeah. to pick <laughs> kind of around right and they only had you know some of the bond movies so we didn't get to show like kennedy Daniel Craig's like oh, Casino no. Royale. I know that was our big plan is we were gonna yeah. work our way up to Modern Bond and be like, look how he's evolved. Yeah. But you, <laughs> oddly enough, you can still be like that though if you yeah. just watch like a Connery and a in fucking Moore and a Timothy Dalton. Like you can still be like, look, M takes over and Goldeneye. We we start fucking clapping back when Bond's being a sexist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Also, it's after the Cold War. Yep. We have to make this character relevant again. And I think yep. that's something that I love about GoldenEye yeah. every time I watch it. Is they really fucking... They, they breathed life back into this franchise, which everyone counted out for dead, you know? And yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad they did because it finally got a chance to become a little bit... Uh, you know, elevated in material, yeah. you know, like yeah. finally when you get to the Daniel Craig shit, like Casino Royale, like it's like, this is just good, like masterful filmmaking yeah. in general. Yeah. No, I started to watch Casino Royale actually the other day with Brandon. Nice. Um, Cause I wanted to show him. Um, and it's like, God, like the first 30 minutes of that movie, just like nonstop insanity. It's really good. Really well done. Daniel Craig is Amazing as fucking Bond. stunts. Like oh my the, god! The, the, yeah, like crane run thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, real. And then yeah, other than that, we watched uh, Team America, which is just one of the fucking funniest movies nice. ever. And uh, uh, the Darjeeling Limited, which is like one of the probably one of the most slept on Wes Anderson movies. But I I fuck with it like. You know, I, I get, like, why people aren't super into the idea of, like, three white guys, like, soul-searching in Southeast Asia. Like, it almost right. feels like a parody at this point. But, like, I think that this movie about that handles it pretty well. And, like, I just love Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, and Jason Schwartzman as a trio. Like, one of the great film trios that's been assembled. And yeah. I, I hope that they get a reunion, kind of, in a later Wes Anderson movie. I'd love for him to come back to these, like, more grounded family dramas that he used to do. Like, rated yeah. R shit, like Royal Tenenbaums or or Darjeeling Limited. Like, everything he does these days is to, like, a, you know, a wide general audience. And, you know, it's, I'm not saying that it's, it's not for adults because clearly his filmmaking is. And French Dispatch was definitely for adults. But I'd love to see another family drama for yeah. adults, like yeah. like the olden days, like Rushmore, even. Yeah. You know, like fuck it, I make just, Rushmore too. I just need, <laughs> dude, fuck it. I would not complain. <laughs> I just need Wes Anderson to make a good movie again because his last two have not done it for me. Oh man, like, I, I I am I'm still so bummed out that you feel that way about uh, French Dispatch. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I'm kind of where you are though. I think you should go back to doing some family drama stuff. 
Because, I don't know, like his films now are just like, they're really bizarre and grand. And sometimes I just, I just need a family of four living in, I, I don't know, fucking Minnesota doing shit. I don't know. I just want, I need that shit. I need the, the low to the ground kind of, you know, kooky Wes Anderson stuff. I don't need a... A boy that goes to an island of dogs <laughs> and this like really like overblown weird stuff he was doing in French Dispatch, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I I mean, and, and I get that a lot of people you know want want the old stuff back, and yeah. I, I feel like as a as an artist, he's probably really frustrated to hear that criticism because I I, yeah. I mean I don't know I feel like when people kind of try and corner you into something you know, like True. a family drama like you resist a little bit and but i don't know i feel like playing to your strengths is, is something valid yeah so, and the way that he writes dysfunctional families i'm just i think he's one of the best to do it and i i mean i could just watch a million movies from him about whatever fucking yeah. made up dysfunctional family just as long as you know yeoman's doing the cinematography and he wes anderson's directing and keeping the shots all interesting you yeah know, fuck it i'll watch it fuck it uh yeah but that that was my run on movies and then i i guess we have a lot to talk about in uh, terms of yes. two television shows and then next week uh, or two weeks from now however mm-hmm. we end up doing it we will have the boys season yes. three to to this is the last discuss. episode on friday yep the last episode's on friday Woo! i haven't seen this week's so. bro this week's episode, it's... Your bro it's peaked good. so much. Peaked. It was great. <laughs> bro! Yo, dude, no, it's good. It's good. Bro, I, 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 I'll, I'll watch it right away. I just, yeah. I had to catch up on Stranger Things. Yeah, which yeah. Is the yeah. show that I feel like maybe we should save last to talk yes. about so we can end with a bit of joy. Well, yes, <laughs> I agree. But before that, a word from our sponsors. Hey listener, have you ever wanted a mop that cleaned up bloodstains but also killed people at the same time? Well now you can, with the Murder Mop 5000. This handy dandy little mop cleans up all your everyday messes, but at the same time transforms into your very own shotgun. Yeah, made by Mossberg, the gun brand. All you need to do is open the barrel towards the end of the mop, load in your Mossberg 5000 shells, cock it, you're ready to kill any little varmint or your enemies. The Mossberg Murder Mop 5000, only available in Kentucky. Okay, and before we talk about Kenobi, yes, thanks sponsors. Yeah, uh, thank you. That mop sounds really good. Yep. Uh, before we talk about Kenobi, I did actually see Elvis, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, and I'll let you see it before we talk like specifics on it. But I will just say, Austin Butler, great, fantastic exactly what i wanted to see from this movie mm-hmm. tom hanks um some fucking bizarro parallel universe <laughs> world ate up our tom hanks and replaced him with his twisted mirror twisted. opposite <laughs> and he and he's giving possibly the worst performance of his career in this movie and it is Oof. insane how much of the film's runtime is dedicated to his like i'm i i shit you not looney tunes characterization of colonel parker it and it's odd that also all the writing around his character is like very half-baked and underdeveloped like plot threads just kind of die and it's just like why 
why did we pay? <laughs> how were we filming this and not seeing anything going wrong? And right. like, how did we edit the film to be three hours long and keep oh so God. much bullshit Tom Hanks stuff? It's terrible. The Tom Hanks stuff is terrible. But I can't call the movie terrible because I actually quite enjoy okay. the rest of it. Like, I, I think it's fun for Baz Luhrmann. And I think, it, yeah. it, for the most part, it's his maximalism uh, utilized well. Uh, I think yeah. I enjoy, you know, Romeo and Juliet a bit more than this movie, but I, I've got to say I've, <laughs> I, I have enjoyed this more than some of his other ones, especially Gatsby comes to mind. I did not care for Gatsby. Okay, I have such a funny, funny little take. Funny I, take. I hated Romeo and Juliet when I saw it. I get it. I, I was get... like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was so, it was so bizarre. But then I watched, and then I watched The Great Gatsby, and I was like, okay, I fucking hate this shit. But there was some parts of the movie that I kept thinking about. And I'm like, you know, those parts are pretty good. Yeah. And now I'm to the point where I want to rewatch it. And I think if I rewatch it, I'll end up loving it. And the more I've thought about Romeo and Juliet, too, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's pretty good. I still, like, don't, like, fully care for it. But, like, I just keep thinking about The Great Gatsby, you know? And I'm like, fuck. Maybe, maybe it's just my obsession with, like, the actual story. And maybe I just need to read the book. But I'm getting really close to rewatching it, and especially when I saw the Elvis trailer come out, and I saw it was Baz Luhrmann, I was like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of like sparked this little need for me to go back to Greg Gatsby. So I'll probably be doing that soon, and I'll report how I feel after. Um, but in the meantime, I'm really excited to see Elvis because it, it it looks terrible, but it looks aw- awesome at the same time. <laughs> I I think I think that's a good description. I think you're either. In something so bad that it's kind of entertaining to talk about later. Yeah. Or, you know, you're watching something that's so over the top that it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel the same way about Romeo and Juliet. I mean, like, I, I still don't love it. I, I don't think I could love any, like, Shakespeare show just, like, adapted word for word. And then dudes are, like, referring to, like, guns as their long swords. Like, I just can't take that shit seriously. I'm sorry. And, like... <laughs> it says long sword on his gun on yeah. his belt. It's so no, good. That's... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, I don't admire it as, like, a serious, like, adaptation of Shakespeare's work. I think that I just enjoy that someone did that, you know, and they made fucking... The cardigan song, love, love. Mm-hmm. and yeah. also one of Radiohead's like best songs is like what was originally supposed to be the ending song of this movie. Like, there's oh just so God. much that I respect about things that happened around the movie, but you know, I don't really respect the movie. I just kind of admire it for <clears throat> executing its vision. So yeah, I mean, so, in its own way, listen, <laughs> he had a vision. He sure, he sure <laughs> it, it sure did come true. Um, Romeo and Juliet is like the only, it can that movie can only exist because everybody was just so understanding. It was like okay, <laughs> you literally want word for word Romeo and Juliet in what are they in New York or something? Modern day New York. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're just everybody. No, they're they're, they're in California. California. Think, they, it's like Verona Beach instead yeah. of. <laughs> it's like uh, they're like you want Romeo and Juliet in California. He's like yes, and they're like okay, and that's exactly what everybody on this fucking film did, and that's that's where we got. It's it's pretty fucking cool that he's able to achieve that mission so clearly. Yeah, exactly. Just the just the text, and <laughs> just, a bunch of bonkers 
shit. Um, oh, he's crazy. And, and speaking of bonkers, bonkers. Uh, maybe let's let's talk about that that pretty wild and crazy Kenobi show. Oh uh, yeah. So spoiler free thoughts. Spoiler free thoughts. thoughts. Uh, did, did you like the show? Oh no. <laughs> Getting right into it. No, I did not like the show. I liked parts of it. Some parts of it. Yeah, I I did not like it either, and it, I mean, we'll get into it, but I'm just disappointed because, really, of all the of all the fan like desired projects, this is one that you know I myself have thought about in the past that Same. I would enjoy, especially if you and McGregor came yeah. back. I was thinking. You can't really fuck that up. You really? You really? I thought the same exact thing. You really can't fuck that up. It's just, I'll describe it this way. He just feels kind of like out of place in this show. Like everything around him just feels like so cheap and so uh, like other Disney Plus shows. Yes. And I mean, he kind of like pres- is preserved from the prequels. But I-, I will say there are a lot more lines where I'm like, this feels very sloppy from Ewan. Like his performance as Kenobi right now is faltering a little bit, and I don't know. Especially every Star Wars show has cameos. I won't spoil any of them right now, mm-hmm. but especially the cameos at this point just feel so fucking tired, and like yeah. like people c- coming in for a paycheck that it's just like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Do, the- do not care for it. The, uh, the, I mean, even, even McGregor has been kind of separated from the character for seven years. I mean, not seven Seventh, years. Like, 17 well, yeah, years. 17 my bad. Years. 17 years he's been away from this character. You can't just like, like, I knew the, 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 there would be a shift, you know, kind of with, yeah. how, with how he was, with how he was doing this character. And, um, he preserved a lot more of it than I thought he would. Yeah, but you know it's there, and it's like he's doing great. He he does a good job in the show. It's just, you know, like I thought I would, you know, I would I wanted this, and that I would be like, this is the only like, Star Wars, you know, Disney thing content that I want past um, the films. Um, and while I was watching it, I was like, why the fuck did I want this? Yeah, and I started thinking about how they could do it in a better way, but like. The only thing I would want to see is is two hours of Kenobi contemplating his life in a desert with like minimal action, and nobody else wants that. I'm the I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that would like that. So I was like, okay, well then I guess I just didn't want an Obi Wan Kenobi show in the, in the first place because, I mean, of all the the routes they could go, this one is just I feel like the the fucking corniest that they could have they could have chose, and. It, it keeps up. It persists in its corniness. It insists on itself, Lois. Yeah. Um, but no, it persists to be corny um, from start to finish. And I, I just fucking hate it. Yeah, I, I and I, um, I feel what you're saying about, like, not, like, wondering why you even wanted this show. Like, I think one of the biggest things about it is that it never really justifies its yes. existence. It just, it continues to feel... Like something that is being produced to meet like X demand, and like yes. they're not like plenty of people. I feel like would enjoy you know a character drama. Like they're not bullshitting when they say like, oh, we want like a Logan style 
like whatever more contemplative piece about Kenobi. Yeah. I feel like they they try and go for that in this show and it just doesn't work yeah. that well with what they with what they have and like you can't do that piece as well if it's a prequel. And yeah. I, I think in Kenobi's case, other recent Star Wars media has just cannibalized what you can do with the story without yeah. it feeling like kind of redundant in the Star Wars yeah. universe. And I will say, I, I don't think they fully get away from feeling like redundant. Like I feel like there are several episodes that feel like, you know, episodes from The Mandalorian or yeah. recent like movies because mm-hmm. there's just like maybe like five Star Wars plot lines these days yeah. that, that can happen. Like, you know, pick your poison between like kidnapping base to destroy <laughs> or like and i'm not giving major spoilers for fucking kenobi but uh would you be surprised to hear <laughs> <laughs> that some of those things happen anyway maybe we should talk about some maybe of we should things. talk about so if if you don't want spoilers we're we're gonna go full fucking spoilers like all of them so just just yeah. click off so and, uh yeah, yeah if don't you don't watch want, it. if you don't want spoilers look to your right there will be a lever Hit that lever and you will warp speed uh, to the timestamp where we're not spoiling it. OMG, that was so clean. It was, yep. 50 minutes and 24 seconds. I, I hope they hit that lever. Those yeah, people who, I did, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, if you're still here, you haven't pulled the lever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Thank, Thank God. That <laughs> one actually goes straight to the shark pit. Yeah, it would. Yeah, all those people that took that lever. They're uh, gone now. Uh, so rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Good, you're alive. Uh, no, we wonder why we can't keep new listeners. <laughs> okay, Kenobi spoilers. Darth Vader didn't need him. Who needs him? I this okay. So I'm I'm realizing that I don't really care for the modern take on Darth Vader, yeah. which is that he's not really like ever chill anymore. It's just. There are no quiet moments when Vader is on screen. It's mm-hmm. like they're they're working to go back in time and make him like the most badassiest yep. character that has ever lived. And unfortunately, yep. if we're accepting all of this shit as canon, which I think I I don't even want to have a discussion about canon. I I'll just say this: I have yeah, a head canon with Star Wars, and I just don't let that shit bug me because yeah, yeah. it's not worth the fucking aggravation. But you know, yeah. people are already taken to the internet to, to point out like if he can stop a ship with the force which is definitely another one of those scenes that they're just flaunting yeah. how badass vader is if he can stop a ship why didn't he ever fucking do it yeah <laughs> the, many times yeah. that he, like, specifically on hoth the right. millennium falcon it's like yeah what, it's, what are you doing there <laughs> i mean it was a cool scene to show off vader's power but it's it's like they're like oh you know and back in the old days he just swung a stick around and that was all he did that was bad now we gotta we gotta have him throw a rebel into the ceiling and cut him in half with his lightsaber like and then stop a whole fucking ship with the force yeah and it's like really like i don't th- I don't. F- I feel like there's a disconnect in between like the original trilogy's version of Vader and this Vader, and I don't. I don't think. I think they should quit trying yeah. so hard the, to make him edgy. The problem with all of like the original trilogy era villains that get revitalized in these shows and movies mm-hmm. is that they they've kind of forgotten that there were ways to be menacing with these characters without like 
explicit violence or like screaming you know like i think why it feels so silly that vader is like only this like angry yelly like badass warrior man now is that Mm -hmm. like in the original movies he was like a cold and calculated boss you know like yeah. just being on the phone with him he's talking in his normal voice he's like so did you get the rebels and yeah it's like it's like even though he didn't just yell that at you yeah. you are afraid because if the answer is no to that question homie is just gonna yeah. choke you to death <laughs> yep. and casually talk to the other guy and those are i mean the thing is there's still humor in that you can have levity that this show desperately wants to have yeah and you can still make an intimidating villain like i think it just it speaks to me that you're trying too hard Mm -hmm. or just fundamentally misunderstanding a character if you're kind and i I was surprised that this bugged me as much as it did because i definitely expected to be hyped up to see vader in the past this has worked on me i mean with rogue one I've definitely been hype, yeah, you know, yeah. when these moments have happened. But now, in retrospect, I'm like, what are we ever going to see, like, <laughs> a normal moment? And also, it's just a hellish landscape thing that we have an AI voice box for James Earl Jones now. Like, I, I'm full on, like, oh, shit, Disney just doesn't even want to, like, bother, like, hiring, like, new actors anymore. They're going to keep fig- with the... They're figuring it out it's cheaper to not... Well, to, to not pay like to not pay J. Jones, Jones to come in and do all the lines when they can just pay him to use his voice. Oh, yeah, and he's, it's like, a one-time payment of you know that's probably considerably less. And he and he's too damn old, you know, to yeah. come back and do it and not sound like really old. Like, it, yeah, yeah. Have you seen uh, your movie sucks? Did like a video essay about the new Lion King, and he pointed out that they use a lot of 1994. James Earl Jones takes in that movie yeah. to like kind of disguise like some of the lines that he can't do now. Yeah, but it's funny because John Favreau and all the marketing for that movie, he's like, no, 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 everything you hear is new, new James. You know, he came back, yeah. he did it all. He and it, it actually adds a level of depth to the character that wasn't there in the original. You know, he's older and wiser. It's like bullshit. You yeah. don't even like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I did. I didn't. I didn't super fuck with Vader being in the show. Didn't need him. And for that matter, I don't know. None of the villains in this show Mm-mm. felt nope. like they were necessary additions to the universe. I don't mind Moses Ingram as Reva. A lot of people have already yeah got gotten pissed off on the internet because yeah. she's a woman of color and in, in a position of power in Star Wars. And I. You know, the concept of the character isn't what bugs me. It's the execution of the Inquisitor storyline in Kenobi. It yeah. feels it feels constantly like it is just setting up a spin-off show. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the whole point of Kenobi was to set up a spin-off show. And that is um I'm gonna make a bowl. I was gonna wait maybe till the end to say this, but I'm gonna make this assertion now and lead into my main gripe with the show. I don't want any more Star Wars content. I don't even want Star Wars content away from the Skywalker saga because Skywalker is Star Wars, okay? I feel like you could make up another sci-fi TV show and do a completely different story and that's what they're going to do and just slap Star Wars on it. I don't think there's a whole lot away from the Skywalker legacy 
tying, making Star Wars what it is. Like, Star Wars is not it without it. It's too closely tied to the elements that you would recognize Star Wars with. Okay? And I don't want that anymore. I don't want that. And especially now that I've seen Kenobi, I thought they were going to be really... Um, there's a there's a huge gap to fill, and I thought, okay, well, we know where the character ends up in episode four. We know what happens. Maybe they'll bring in something that we, you know, something completely we haven't seen before to focus on. And they didn't. They included fucking Leia Organa in it, and she was like a main character in the show. And then they brought back those cameos at the end, and everywhere they were was like, uh, they went maybe a couple of pl- new planets that we haven't seen. It's like big whoopty fucking do. They all look the fucking same. It looked like yeah. they were in Coruscant, like. I don't, I don't care anymore. If you're not going to... They are creatively bankrupt on Star Wars. They're like, uh, how do we do a story about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Well, you bring in three different legacy characters and make them main characters of the show. It is annoying as fuck. And when I, I saw that in episode one, I guess, when Leia was there, I was like, dude, really? I was like, please yeah. no. Please, God, no. But they did. And it, it was bad. It was bad. It was it was just as bad as I thought it was going to be from episode one to episode six. I was like, well, fuck. Yeah, I I agree like fully that all of the bringing back old characters, yeah, yeah it still feels. I mean, we said it with Vader, but yeah, Leia. I mean, the kid uh, playing Leia, and I knew her name a couple weeks ago, and I don't feel like looking it up right now. I'm no, sorry. but she's good. But she's good. She's yeah. good. It, and I mean, you totally get that it's young Leia. It's just, like, the whole concept of having, like, kid Leia in the show. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Of course, Leia probably met... I mean, somehow Leia has intimate knowledge of Obi-Wan Kenobi in New yeah. Hope. And, I mean, with the prequel trilogy... Like, it was fine as it was back when New Hope happened. I think it's really just the prequel trilogy's positioning of the characters that yeah. makes it... A little bit more confusing as to how she would know. So really, yeah. all Kenobi is good for is fixing like plot holes that the prequels accidentally set up. You know, another famous one being how the fuck does Kenobi go from looking like hot Ewan McGregor to old ass Alec old McGinnis ass in, in Alec Guinness in, in ten years, nine years. Nine years from this show, he's going to look like <laughs> Alec Guinness. Like, are oh you kidding God. me? <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised they didn't have a scene where he gets, like, his fourth soul, like, sucked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> so, would have. <laughs> like, it's like Rogue One's, like, Death Star plans intentionally yeah. made. You know, It's like, no, he just got the soul sucked out of <laughs> Do you not remember in 12 BBY? When Obi-Wan got the soul sucked out of him by Darth Vader. That's why he says the line. Once you were the master and I the apprentice. But then he stole his master soul. <laughs> his master now soul. Now he's the master. Jesus Christ. They're going to eventually make these shows to where they're just retconning dialogue yeah. from the original. And they kind of already are. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Well, they're stupid. just looking for like anything. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is people... We'll go on Twitter, like, I'm not trying to bash people defending the show, but I just feel like this time, I just feel like the reasons for it are weaker to me. Like, they don't personally fuck with me because I don't think any of those scenes that are getting recontextualized by this series need recontextualization. 
And quite frankly, I think the scenes that are recontextualizing moments in the original trilogy are fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, the giant rock fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan oh is maybe one of the worst, like, modern fight scenes I've seen. It looks insanely cheap. It <laughs> they feel- shot it at night! They shot it-, they shot it at night! And it still looks terrible because there's that fucking weird digital camera shake oh, that they've so- added in post that... And it's present from the first shot of the show. I know. The Order 66 shit is already off to the races with looking like fucking dog shit. Like, I'm sorry, Deborah Chow, but you clearly just... I don't think that she had ever managed a project of this scope before, and it shows, and it's... It's such a mess. And it's too fucking long. Yeah. They, I think they realized by episode four that they could not stretch this out, but they somehow found a way. It's like when you're trying to finish a fucking essay, you saw you have to repeat yourself a couple times. Yeah. They definitely Uh-oh, did are that. you giving the jeans to our armor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking... They did repeat themselves. Oh, no, my you're, God. You're absolutely right. And also, I will just go as far to say that, like, the first two episodes should have been ten minutes, oh, like, in a movie. Yes. Like... There was just so much bullshit and waiting around and, like, fucking corny ass nothingness. Like, I felt like at that point in the show that it really was about to be about nothing. Like, yes. every time Obi-Wan was about to encounter something with any significance, it was just going to find a way to dodge it. Like, th- it happened so many times. Like, they did the fake out where he's going to get uncle owen or whatever and yeah. then the one guy has to come in and be like stop it yeah. you're about to you're about to break canon bro <laughs> yes bro and same with the grand inquisitor or whatever like coming in to stop reva from looking behind one fucking box like she is like on his tail she can be like let's talk later he's behind the box let's yeah let's get let's grab him you know like it was so stupid and then it was even dumber when, because they did that and they care so much about appeasing, like, canon, like, bullshit people, they had to have that guy, like, come back and be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> look yes. who's still alive. Star Wars is just about people secretly being alive if <laughs> people didn't mention explicitly that they were dead. Right. Like, if no one confirms that there was a corpse no one like no one went down to the streets of Coruscant so don't be surprised when Mace Windu shows up in like fucking Andor or whatever yeah yeah true I'm I'm here to save the Rebel Alliance as well because when I fell from that mighty high building I managed to catch a flying streetcar and a robot repaired my (laughs) my lost hand or whatever oh my god dude no no they're setting it up because there's that scene with Leia when she falls off the building and he uses the force to catch her they're, they're setting that up for, for Mace Windu. Another Jedi is going to fucking catch him before he falls. Uh, and he's going to be like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, yeah, they're killing everybody. And then the Mace Windu show, a.k.a. Andor, or what the fuck ever. Yeah, I don't. He's going to appear in the Bad Batch. I'm not, I'm not watching any. I, I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like this show has made me feel like I'm not, I'm not getting fooled again. I'm not watching any more of these like Disney Plus Star Wars shows. And I don't even know if I'm going to watch any of the Disney Plus Marvel shows from this point. Like, I, I might go watch Miss Marvel because I feel like I want to reward, you know, like, I, like I, I want to show studios that when they do do something different and they try and execute, like, 
more creative concepts like that i fucks with that wholeheartedly and it sounds like miss marvel is constantly doing that and it's week to week like episodes so far but uh i don't know other than that like unless i hear it's like really good yeah from people i respect i don't know that i'm gonna watch it and i'm not gonna lie i feel like people who i respect are saying kenobi is good and i just don't I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, you know, our yeah. friends say it. Chris Duckman really liked it, which I yeah. I couldn't believe. But, you know, I, I'd end up disagreeing with him right. a lot. I think we might be the only ones to not like it, Isaac. I think uh, we might be the, in the minority here. We're the only ones who don't like it, who are also not being racist about it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Everybody else that doesn't Goodbye, like it. Goodbye, Darth. <laughs> Did you like the goodbye, Darth? It was there you know it happened that's when i cackled yeah. that's when i lost my shit and also when reva was chasing luke in the desert and like this green screen looked like fucking oh. dog shit can we just talk about how all of the show looked dog shit like it did the cinematography the fucking cgi landscape they film on it the, was so bad. The lighting is just terrible. Like, they yeah. haven't lit anyone to look like they're at any of these locations. So they always look like they're standing in front of a green screen. And even when yeah. they've built sets, it still looks, like, insanely cheap. Like, this definitely makes me think, like, Disney will really lost their way with this idea mm-hmm. when it transitioned from being a movie to a TV show. Like, yeah. even though it's $25 million an episode, like, where did that money go? Like, I, it, was it all, like, $22 million to Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, and then, yeah. like, you spent the rest on production? Like, oh, God, yeah, you have to wonder, like, how, where, you know? Like, how does it look so cheap and yet is one of the most expensive television shows to come out in recent memory like what the fuck it's it's crazy man it is fucking crazy uh yeah i really did not i did not fuck with this show at all i want them to stop making star wars shows i've not watched the book of boba fett i will not watch andor i i i don't want to watch anything else i really don't Um, i'm not gonna go back and watch book of boba fett like i just i don't care no hi (laughs) oh my god no I, I might watch Mandalorian season three because I've I've liked well yeah a I've lot of that show that. in the past but it, you know it's already kind of pissing me off that yeah. now that it's like oh actually you needed to watch Book of Boba Fett because half of that show was secretly about the Mandalorian it's <sighs> like I don't care <laughs> like you can't huh. make me watch that bullshit yeah. show even with that bullshit and that's probably a reason that you have multiple mandalorian centered episodes yeah you knew that you couldn't execute your show about the book so you just did a sneaky little mandalorian season three thing in there god it's like it's like nobody stays dead in that fucking universe no no not anymore not anymore yeah somehow x has returned yeah dude they're fucking uh Dude, Kennedy's fucking Twitter post somehow grew has somehow grew has risen. <laughs> no, that got me. I but can't it, believe. I I guess this will be our transition to Stranger Things somehow. Yeah. But I can't believe that the clout that Morbius was looking for with ironic memes. Oh my! How God. did Minions finesse that? Like we know that it's bad. We know that it belongs to the Facebook moms. Like, yeah. I get that it has a bopping soundtrack, but how did we actually end up going to see the movie? Like, yeah. are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like, dudes no are getting idea. dressed up in suits. 
Yeah. Did you out. see that fucking that sign that the movie theater posted? No. They said any person wearing formal attire for and buys a ticket to Rise of Gru, uh, you will not be admitted to like see the show because it's apparently it's a group called like the Gentle Minions or whatever. It's a hashtag going around. I don't know what they're doing in that theater, but apparently they're causing such a disturbance that the theater will not sell tickets to anybody wearing formal attire for the Rise of Gru. I heard they're doing some fucking lame-ass shit, like throwing bananas in, like, the movie theater. Probably. Like, if all you're doing with your, like, uh, quote-unquote, like, ironic, like, meme fucking showing of Minions is, like, just going to a theater and being loud and ruining, like other like actual like yeah. families with children's like time you're fucking pathetic like yeah. i don't it's it's not ironic when you get dressed up and, and go to the theater and do the whole thing like it's it's so it's stupid and it's childish yeah and doing it just because like a bunch of other assholes are like also online mm-hmm. doing this same thing like vandalizing theaters like that like yeah. that's i don't know that just rubs me the wrong way yeah I, I, I definitely could tell that this movement was probably getting out of hands when I saw that it was mostly young men in tuxedos going to see fucking <laughs> Rise of well, I mean, I feel bad for them. You know, you could be going to see something else. There's a lot to see right now. There is a lot to see. Uh, and speaking of seeing that lot, yeah. did you uh, perchance watch Stranger Things 4 Volume 2? Episodes eight and nine, runtime four hours, thirty three minutes. <coughs> I sure diddly did. What? Everybody, give us a round of applause. Um, spoiler free thoughts. Yeah, you like. Oh wait, we have to do that. We have to let the uh, we have to let the people that pulled the lever and warp speed into a time code. We have to we have to give them a little message as like a hey. hello. Wait, but earlier didn't didn't we greet them when they arrived at uh, at the Minions Rise of Gru section? Did we? Well, you know, in spirit. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, but now we're acknowledging. Now we're hey, welcome back. Welcome back. We didn't send you to a shark pit or anything. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so uh, anyway, if you haven't seen Stranger Things season four, <laughs> hold, hold the phone. Hold Don't the pull phone. that lever again, okay? Stay, stay a while. We're gonna tell you. Yeah. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. free. What we think, okay? Yeah. What do, what do you think, Casey? It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good out of ten. No, that's a pretty nice. It's a pretty nice. I liked it a lot. Like, a lot. Yeah, I think I loved this season of Stranger Things. I think it's my new favorite. And I think it's completely revitalized, like, my interest. Mm -hmm. I've said revitalized, like, so many times this episode. So please don't punch me. Like, I just get obsessed. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fully on board with wherever they're going with season five. uh, And I want to see it real bad. Also... Everyone is so good this season, but especially yeah. new additions, Eddie and Argyle are yes. two of my favorite new characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them so much, and the main cast, of course, is still killing, yeah. uh, except Mike. Sorry, I don't know what it is, Finn Wolfhard, but when he- you grew up, your character got a little bit too bitchy for me. Yes, bro. No, Finn Wolfhard is the worst actor this season. Carson Runquist said it was fucking a Wills actor. And I was like, Carson, this is a shit take. There's no fucking way. Yeah, I like Noah Schnapp. I love Noah Especially in this season, Will. I feel like is finally getting his due as a character. Because 
he's always been the kidnapped one or the fucked up one yeah. so he doesn't really like hang out with others like in right. this season we got to see him bond with 11 we got to kind of understand his bond with mike more by the way they should be gay uh, <laughs> there were there were people on Facebook saying they're like, "There's no way he's gay," and they're like, "If he's gay, then I'm gonna stop watch." It's like, stop watching. He's gay. I mean, it's you cannot, you cannot. They cannot spell it out any clearer for the audience that Will is gay. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a Twitter shipper, but you know, I want to defend myself when it's spoilers <laughs> time. Like, I want to, I want to really clarify why I think. That Will is gay, and also that it's a damn shame that they never explicitly say so. Because I don't, we'll we'll get. I into think that I think they're saving it for next season. Anyway, watch Stranger Things season four. We both really fucked with it. Yeah, we're gonna talk spoilers now. So go ahead and hit the lever one more time. Yeah, hit that lever. All right. One hour, eleven minutes, and forty seconds. Dark pit, dark pit, dark pit, dark pit, dark pit, dark pit. Congratulations, people caught up. You didn't go to the shark pit. No, you didn't. Uh, and now we have to tell you if you didn't actually catch up on Kenobi, you hit the lever the first time you went to the shark pit. Uh, yeah. You visited the shark pit before. I'm sorry if that was you, boo. Don't worry about it. Uh, you're safe now. You're safe now, yep. You, you survived. Yeah, and speaking of people who didn't survive my boy eddie eddie i knew he was gonna fucking die i i was hoping he would stick around i don't know his actor totally faked us all out and was like if they don't bring me back for season five i'll be pissed and now i'm realizing oh man he was trolling he never got to go to season five i I was bummed about him, and I was really worried that Sadie Sink was about to depart from uh, the series. Yeah. That's when I started crying, was when Max, like, died. I was yeah. Like, no. I, I'm glad that they did not kill them off, because I don't fi- I, I'm not sure what the point of killing off the, the, our main characters as, like, the kids, like, would be. Like, what's the point of that in this, in this specific show? I guess to just you know, prove that you can, but, like, I, I the thing I like about Stranger Things is that it's never needed to feel like a shock value television show. Yeah. Like, a lot of shows feel the need to go for, like, the Game of Thrones, like, mm. surprise, violent, gory death or whatever, right. and I'm glad that we haven't done that to our little, our little yeah. babies on Stranger Things. Although, it would have been okay if Max died. Like, I feel like they earned it, you know, yeah. by working on her character with past few seasons and this season especially her always being in peril like it would have made sense uh but yeah. it would be so sad yeah yeah and I'm, I'm i'm but i'm glad that they didn't because at the end of the day the reason why i watch the show is like they like torture these kids these characters are like tortured and when to see them at the end of each season you know at least you know um be safe and be happy you know, that's what I'm here to see. I'm here to see these characters prosper uh, through their trials and tribulations. And I don't I don't care about there has to be consequences and shit. Like, yeah. it's a fun, like, kind of 80s throwback show that just happens to be really fucking good. You don't have to kill off your main characters. Please do not kill Steve. Please yeah. do not kill Steve. I thought they were going to kill Steve. I know. And I was going to be pissed. Please don't kill any of the fucking characters. Just don't. I don't need them to die. I like where who they're killing off now, which are the characters that you know show up for a season. We really they like them, but then heart. they die, and they win your heart, and then they die. But 
not our day one legacy fucking characters. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see them die. That's stupid. Why would you Why would you kill them off? We just want to see them be happy. So. Eddie Eddie definitely brought to mind uh, Sean Astin's yes. character from season Bob. two. Like he he slapped while he was he around did. and rest in peace. You know, like that mm-hmm. was the perfect way to have that. Like lo- beloved legacy actor, like show up and then, yeah, you know, get to do his shit and then leave after a while. Um, and I hope I hope Eddie's actor finds a lot of success. I think for him, it's a little bit more disappointing when you get killed off on like the biggest show on Netflix. Yeah, when it's like your breakthrough role, it's right. like fuck. Well, I wouldn't mind coming back for another season, but yeah. I'm sure that he'll quickly find success. And I hope the same with yeah. Argyle. I mean, he's going to hopefully be around still in the next season, but yeah. Argyle is just Argyle incredible. He is amazing. Amazing. I love that character. I love the actor who's portraying the character. It's a uh, it's really, yeah. really fun addition. Have, have more Stranger Things characters smoke pot, please. Yes, please. In season five, have them all just, have like, them all just pass a joint. Just fucking <laughs> baked out of their minds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Casey, it's time to get to maybe some controversial okay. aspects of the season. Stancy or or uh, <laughs> Stancy or or Jancy. Stancy all the way. Really? Yes. Yeah. I want. I need to. I need. Uh, I need that to happen. That feels so good because when you go back and watch season one, or if you think about season one, and think about where his character. You know where he's came from. I, I it makes so much sense for that to happen. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen, and I like it. I'm Team Stancy all the way. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Jancy's been drifting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they only got two minutes of screen time this season, anyway. Yeah, and some people are saying they ate or whatever, but I'm like, no. I was totally on board with the Steve and Nancy getting back together storyline, yep. and I felt defensive when uh, when Jonathan said that shit about Steve, you know, being yeah. in charge. I was like, he has grown. <laughs> he's a, he's a father, damn it. He he, he practically fathers Dustin. Exactly. <laughs> that man is a parent. Yes. Um, and I just, I mean, Jonathan's like an okay character. I just have never really like fucked with him all that much. I liked what was going on with him and Will this season and Jonathan and Argyle this season. Yeah. But I... So the reason that I think that Will is gay is the conversation that um, Jonathan and Will have like yeah. in the in the pizza room, like the, the, the back... The kitchen. And they, uh, you know, they, they say a lot without saying a lot. And I, I thought mm-hmm. that conversation was handled really beautifully. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was pretty much like a... No, I'm, I'm with you no yeah, matter yeah. how you feel or what or what you are. And, it, it, and I felt like the look in the car when Will started crying after talking to Mike about Eleven yeah. loving him and him loving Eleven. That, like, uh, how, are, how are you not thinking gay things, like, at that point? like How are you not thinking gay things at the very beginning of the show? Like when the episode started and we saw Will, I was like, oh, he's they're gonna they're uh, they're bringing out his uh, like this is his like coming out season. I, yeah. I, I like theorize. I'm like, okay, by the end of the show, he'll come out to all his friends. Like I just immediately, I was like, okay, Will's gay. It's like it's from episode one in Stranger Things. They like there was that lo- that quote about somebody was like, oh yeah, he's everybody calls him uh, some. I think they called him like some kind of slander word for like being gay and like the episode one of season one yeah they're like yeah they you think he's gay or whatever 
Those, that was those lines are spoken in episode one, and it's like if you can't, if you're not seeing this, how? <laughs> like the freezer, the the at the pizzeria, but the the talk between Jonathan and Will, that, that's that's just the sealer. That's the yeah. that it's the done deal there. They're just yelling at you that this is it, and uh, I'm not sure how I feel about him and Mike. Because I, yeah, I feel like I, just I feel don't like, like Mike with anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, just keep keep that with like that thing with eleven. Because I don't think we have any any uh, intention to believe that Mike is gay as well. No, so he's not. And I think that's part of the tragedy of the situation. Yeah, like one of the sadder aspects is like you get why he, you know he cries to himself because yeah. like he's never he's never gonna actually say that to Mike because right. Mike is definitely just very into eleven mm-hmm. and that sucks it, but it, you know it happens that way I I am disappointed that they have never been more explicit about it yeah you know like they I've seen that a script leaked and it was all like you know Mike is staring at whatever. Will is staring at Mike. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And something about his sexuality being confused in the very character description in, like, the pilot. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's like, hmm, you have been teasing this podcast dog going yeah. crazy. I'm sorry yeah. she's trying to eat your hand. No, podcast fine. dog, what she's the looking. fuck? Okay. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, I just wish that they had been a little bit more explicit and actually had him come out. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for, like, gay characters being unabashedly gay. I like yeah. that Robin, you know, this yeah, season yeah. got to have that for her as well. Because last season they just kind of, like, ended up, you know, saying that. Like, oh, I'm gay. But yeah. this, this season you do actually get to see that character be queer. Yeah. Way, you know? Uh, I hope it happens more in the final season. So, the season's over. What was your favorite plot line, and which plot line do you think was lacking? The the one that you kind of like rolled your eyes at when you um, came back up. The eleven stuff is the one I rolled my eyes at. Really? Like I thought it was Doctor Brenner. Yeah. What? So when? Okay. Now, by the time it was over, like the you know at the the last episode, I was like, okay, you know that was, I enjoyed that little plot thread there. Yeah. But when it first started, I was like. Fuck, dude. I was like, I don't want to see anymore. This, this motherfucker's back. This motherfucker's really? back. I don't care anymore about this story, this this plot line. But I did end up uh, thinking it was okay by the end. But I did roll my eyes at it. My favorite, however, is definitely all the uh, the um, Nancy, uh, uh, Steve, and Dustin, and and. All them uh, finding in Vecna's house. They're doing all their investigative yeah, work. Yeah, the Eddie. haunted house. The haunted house. Like, that's you know, the the best the best one. Yeah. Yeah, I and I especially love when they go and meet Robert England. Yeah. Like the Freddy Krueger actor. Yeah, that yeah. Plotline. That's that's fucking dope. All of the Vecna shit was just so good. I I like that they managed to find that through line between all the storylines because I I didn't think they were gonna find it like. I, I was definitely, I think for me, the plot line that I was beginning to roll my eyes at was getting Hopper out of prison. Yeah. Like, going to Russia. Like, I was like, I did not love the Russian stuff in season three, quite mm-hmm. frankly, so I didn't fuck with it. I was surprised, though, to find that the, the, the Russia stuff, and especially the Joyce and murray stuff was actually pretty enjoyable yeah i murray is one of my favorite characters ever (laughs) yeah i love murray i love murray and i liked even you know yuri Mm -hmm. enzo like everyone 
on the on the Russian end of things, I thought did pretty great, and it was so good to see uh, David Harbor like get to remain on the show. Because I I mean like we all pretty much knew he was alive at the end of season three yeah. when they teased it. But I, I'm just really so glad that they did not kill him off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it does feel kind of pointless a little bit, like, to have gone for the fake out. And, like, ultimately, that storyline in Russia didn't feel so important that we couldn't have had Hopper, like, yeah, just, stateside, you know? Yeah. It just felt like a reason to have all of the adults away from the situation yeah. while it was happening. Because, you know, Joyce and Hopper and Murray are all, like, kind of overpowered in terms right. of... Yeah, yeah. It made for it made for um, really like tense like television though. So I was all for it, the plot line where it went. But I do agree, it's like you know we we still could have just not done it. But it's as as long as we have it, this is probably the best outcome. With how often Stranger Things opts for the happy ending, I am so happy to say that like the tension this season, Mm -hmm. the sense of dread, was just able to carry. so effectively like especially in the final episode there were times where i wasn't sure anyone in any situation was going to make it out yeah like i thought lucas was at risk i thought 11 was at risk i thought max you know all of them were Mm -hmm. in danger of dying at any second i was like damn i have not felt this way with a show that generally plays it safe like for a while like i haven't felt this way about a show from disney like ever you know like Mm -hmm. mandalorian they always opt for the happy ending but everyone's always overpowered on that show anyway yeah but i i love stranger things you know they make you really fight for that success for that victory and especially here i love how it parallels the the D battle in the first episode Mm -hmm. like the battle in the real world is that one crazy shot at hitting like a critical yeah you know, getting yeah. the molotov on like well murray hits a critical when he yeah. burns the the demogorgon right. thing and then uh i can't remember if it's steve or robin who throws the first molotov in the upside down but then yeah. when that hits you know their gambit finally pays off everyone's about to fucking die but it's only through this one lucky roll yeah that you get your win and i was like damn that's good good television yeah yeah and i mean not just good television but with the with the final two episodes being feature length i mean stranger things is making some of the best television movies like out there you know right yeah i i agree the they're really good at building um at building uh, tension in their uh, with all their different storyline like this this season is probably like the best example of that but like um, I remember in like their other season finales, they would uh, have like a couple different storylines going on, and just all the tension from both of those, either like leading up to when they meet or just like in that final episode. There's the editing this season, especially, has been amazing. Just like they're racking up that tension, and like you said, you know, hitting that one critical role at the end, just it all coming together. It is they are really fucking good at that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have to applaud them for that. I really, um, I was like very worried by episode two of this season that having everybody split up in different, going, you know, going back and forth between all these different plot threads, I was worried that it was definitely going to have an effect on like the pacing and the editing and stuff. But for the most part, it's fucking solid. 
Like, yeah. Not a minute wasted. The run times flew by. Um, and I especially I liked how this season ended. Um, we it's like you know next season is gonna be it. Like like they blew a fucking whole like earthquake that that those four yeah. lines in Hawkins they just blew up Hawkins. I was like, what the fuck? They fucking ripped that guy in half. Yeah, that, <laughs> was, that was fucking awesome. They were probably crunching that special effect right yeah. to the end. Which okay, maybe this is our this this is our transition out of spoilers, but I. Uh, how do you feel about the fact that they crunched the fuck out of this did, episode on the I visual did, effects team? I had no idea they crunched. I'm yeah. a little confused because they had three fucking years. They had three fucking years, but yeah, they. I guess with these feature-length episodes, you know, shit takes time. I guess so. They have so many, especially in the last one, they have so many fucking visual effects shots. But yeah, they were working right up until midnight or like 9 p.m. on uh, on the Sunday before or or not sunday but on the like up until the day it was supposed to go up to release like they were working on it so people have very quickly figured out like yeah that means there was a lot of crunch especially in the last week like 20 vfx shots alone were completed on the last day that they were producing this final episode yeah and i don't know if that means from the ground up or just like they were in progress whatever it means that's a fuck ton of work yeah. for any visual effects team. And that, I think that we need to stop setting these stupid, like, bullshit release dates if we don't actually have things ready to go yeah. by then. And we don't need to be stressing creatives to meet that deadline because then the work is going to suffer. Like, this is how yeah. it always is in the games industry. Like, Cyberpunk had a shit ton of crunch. And it is a dog shit fucking... Well, it was a dog shit game. I don't know if updates have fixed it now. But, you know, I, I, I just don't... I don't see the value in it. Yeah. Just delay. Delay. Every delay. time. And, yeah. you know, Dune got delayed. That's great. I mean, it's a three-week delay, so it's a little weird, but... It, I, I think they did it because they think they're going to be competing with something, but I don't know yeah. what. <laughs> yeah, but, like, November isn't, like, any better. Like, that's know, award that's, season shit. Like, award, yeah, well, that's award season shit, I mean, I and Marvel usually drops a November film. True, true. So. They always are quick to capitalize on that. Yeah. What was it? Oh, The Eternals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eternals a month before Spider-Man No Way Home. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. That's <laughs> a good joke. Yeah. Ugh. Right. I'm excited for this last season of Stranger Things, though. Like, Me too. I'm very excited to see it. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm back on board. Like calling myself a full fan right. of it. I think uh, before I was definitely like, uh, oh fuck, right. I, this show's lost me. But I'm back on. Yeah. Thank same. You. Duffer Brothers, I, I think you guys are pretty good again. <laughs> right, right. Dude, uh, Sean Levy did great directing the previous episodes, and then uh, yeah. the Duffer Brothers directed the last one. Um, yeah, they they directed the last three. Last they three? They did seven, eight, and nine. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I well, think yeah. they did the first one, too. And those were honestly some of my favorite episodes, but I did fucks with the Sean Levy stuff. In the yeah, middle. Like, definitely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the whole season, I don't think there was a weak episode. Oh, no, so. no. I, I that is incredible considering yeah. how much potential there was for it to drag so much. Yeah, seriously, it didn't. Not at all. It was amazing. The yeah. writing was also top notch. Mm-hmm. Loved everything that was happening, and that is they're setting up to happen. It's gonna be great. I can't wait, and then I can't wait to just watch the show all over again. <laughs> yeah, because season they one just is have nice. It ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's gonna be good well bro is there uh is there anything we uh we should set up for our not final season um just upcoming ventures uh we're doing more video essays we we noticed you guys like that stuff yeah yeah we definitely took notice we have two more planned yeah we have two more planned uh i actually have uh have uh finished doing some voiceover on one of them today isaac's isaac's video is the one that's up next um, probably going to release, we'll release this episode on Tuesday. We'll probably release Isaac's video essay on Friday. Yar. So yar. You want to tell him what it's about or you want to make it a surprise? No, I'll tell. I'll tell. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk, uh, about, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Casey, uh, very graciously, uh, come, came on board and, uh, yes. uh edited and also just, uh, you know, Told me that uh, it told me as a little kid that I could have my dreams be yeah. my dreams, and I you know, here I am today. Time tra- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I time traveled to when I was a little kid, and I said, "Hey, you can do whatever video essay you want." But yeah, if you're somehow listening to this podcast and you're interested yeah. in watching that video essay, and you have not seen everything everywhere all at once, uh, do that. I would I would say <laughs> go watch it so that you can watch the video essay because yeah. otherwise. You're going to get a good movie spoiled yeah. for you. Yeah. And I mean, there will be some non-spoiler thoughts in there, but they're, they're not very many yeah. actual, like, <laughs> worthwhile thoughts, right. you know, yeah. I would say. We're, we're breaking down, like, major concepts of the movie. So, it, yeah, definitely watch before you before you watch the video essay. It's, uh, you can, it's, it's on VOD now. You can rent it. Hell so yeah. go to YouTube and rent it for, like, five bucks and watch it. It's, it's great. Great movie. Um... And yeah, and then the one that's going to come after Isaac's uh, that I'm doing is uh, about Jurassic Park. So yeah, um, I rewatched that, and I'm also gonna I'm gonna watch Westworld. Um, I watched episode one of the show last night, but I'm watching I'm gonna watch the movie oh. to also prepare because I'm gonna talk about Michael Crichton a little bit as well. Yes, so. yes, I uh, I saw that a long time ago, but it's it's pretty good. Like yeah. I don't know, I enjoyed it, but Jurassic no. Park definitely like, yeah, 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 executed yeah. it a little bit better. I, I feel, yeah, that's how. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, um, and then also uh, you may recall that um, I have an evil twin brother from Germany. Yeah, that we haven't heard from him in a while. Um, I would like to mention he did call me today. What the fuck? Y- yeah, he said he is really. It was a really ominous message. Well, here I'll just I'll just play it here. I'll, I'll oh get it on my gosh. phone and I'll play it for everybody. Okay, uh, this is crazy. He's yeah. pulling out the phone. He's pulling out the phone. All he's right. got some kind of message. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. I'll hit play. Casey, I have managed to learn perfect English in the time I have been away, brother. I am coming for you and your lover. The podcast will be no more. I'm going to give you three weeks to prepare for my arrival. Your friends and family will weep for your passing. I will come when you least expect it, brother. All those years ago, you rated my favorite movie, Joker 2019, very poorly. You slandered it. Now, I will come back and strike with furious vengeance. I will clip Isaac's toenails and make you eat... Oh, wait. That's my flight. I have to go, brother. See you soon. Oh my Dang. god. That's a little weird. <laughs> that I mean that got oddly specific. Right? And not in a not in a way that made me feel like ah but yeah. like 
made me feel like, like Ugh. yeah, yeah. Kinda like Ugh. and we gotta watch out. Yeah, dude, I was uh, shaking at my boots when I heard it this morning, but I did. Yeah, I just yeah. did not enjoy listening to that. No, sir. no, we uh, we're probably gonna have to do something about that soon, though. So let's make a plan. Let's make a plan. Cue, cue the music. <laughs> 